Hey guys, welcome to another podcast of Brews and Blockchain with Brian and Ross. Yeah, guys, you know, this is just a fun brews. We drink some brews, we talk some blockchain, and we get to it. And hey, you might know us from the Crypto Masters podcast. Oh, that's right. Because we're freaking famous already. (laughs) (laughs) We are the Crypto Masters, but we also do brews and blockchain. And so... Today we do, you know, we we have some different brews. We try to have different brews every every show. I don't know how long that'll last, but oh yeah. So I'm going to talk about mine real quick, Ross. I am drinking a copper alt beer, which is funny because alt beer like alt coin. Oh yeah. And it's from the old Mecklenburg Brewery in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and I poured it already into my new Stein, which is kind of a beautiful. I don't know. It's a, it's a scene from olden days, and it has this awesome cap to keep flies out. And it's very yeah. Cool. We had to look that up, like why they have caps yeah. on them. So yeah, it's very cool. But you remember last time we had really regular, very regular cups, and now yeah. we've up upped our game to the Stein. So let's talk about you know, what your your beer and Stein. Yeah, we're taking some crypto profits and you know <laughs> using the said profits wisely. So I've got. One of my favorite beers today, which is Dragon's Milk. It is a bourbon barrel aged stout. If you ask me to explain that, couldn't really tell you what that means. It means what it says. They put it actually in a bourbon barrel and it and absorbs some of the flavors from the bourbon that's soaked into the oak. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like the taste and it tastes real good. Okay. Yeah. But uh, and got yeah. lots of alcohol. It's got a lot of kick to it. Yeah, it's got like eleven percent alcohol in it. So it's a bad boy. That's yeah, a it's bad. gonna be a lot. And things it's, naughty. It's from New Holland Brewing, and does it say where they're from? Michigan, Holland, Michigan. Holland, Michigan. Yes, Ryan is way ahead of me today, and I'm loving it. <laughs> I know my dragon's milk, and it's coming out very thick, like milk. It, it is. It yeah. is very thick. The steins can't show it, but it's black not, as night. Yeah, not very foamy. And I've got a. A traditional uh, German oh, yeah. Stein here. Very German Stein. We were trying to see what they were doing here. It's an, an antique one. Um, they're kind of... Thank you, Brian. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, yeah, it's 3D. It's 3D. Three-dimensional, yeah. it's, uh, they're kind of around a table making food. It, you know. It could be Oktoberfest. Yeah. It, it looks Oktoberfest-ish. Yeah. So? Yeah. Good. All right, that's, let's that's move on to up. the blockchain part. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> we'll sip on our brews, but we'll talk about the blockchain. So we're really going to cover two topics. As you know, we just try to pick a couple of topics that are current and talk about them. Um, and it is October 12th, 2021. And the two things we want to talk about this week are some comments from the CEO of uh, Chase of J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, his name is Jamie Dimon, made some comments about Bitcoin. That, that'll be our topic one. And then topic two, we touched on last time, but this is the big topic everybody's thinking about right now, and that is what do we do about the cycle? If it's a cycle, when do we sell? And so we're going to be talking about that. Yeah, when is the top? We'll get into when is it. the top yeah. or close to it so that we start selling? When should we start selling, guys? That's what everybody wants to know. Yeah. Um, if you believe in the cycle. Some people don't. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's go on topic one, Ross, which is J.P. Morgan's Jamie Dimon. We've heard from him before. You know, in the past, he said things about he doesn't believe in Bitcoin, etc. And then this year, there was a lot of things coming out about J.P. Morgan is now really getting into 
Bitcoin services, providing Bitcoin services for their customers. Yeah. So I thought maybe he had a change of heart. You know, he saw the light. But nope. This week he came out and said that he bla he blasted Bitcoin as being worthless. Yeah, worthless. It's due for regulation. I'm not touching it. Yeah. You know. But then, so. then he, he unfortunately for him, <laughs> he followed up by saying something to the effect of, in this $21 million cap, I'm not sure I believe the $21 million cap. Have you actually read the protocol? Yeah. Yeah. In so, regard to Bitcoin supply. Yeah. it's This uh, is what he said. And I mean, you know. Crypto Twitter just blasted him for this, and and for good and reason. Rightfully so, yeah. Rightfully so. So, I mean, you know, where to start? But obviously, it is. It, it, this guy is the CEO of a major bank, maybe the biggest bank in the U.S. Um, close. Yeah, we don't I'm, have the numbers on that, but yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's, he might be. Anyway, he's CEO, but he obviously has no clue. By saying this, it just shows how clueless and ignorant he is about Bitcoin. Now, I'm not saying he's an ignorant person. He's probably a very smart guy. But he just showed that he has no knowledge of how the whole Bitcoin blockchain protocol works. Yeah, and in a weird way, Brian, his comments, this article, J.P. Morgan Chase's recent backing of Bitcoin. When I read this, when I first saw this, I legit thought it was from like... 2017 or something i was like wait what right. what is this like you know what I'm what's thinking? happening right now i mean literally how many people does uh jamie diamond have working for him and he couldn't assign somebody to say <laughs> before he said this comment about is the 21 million thing really in the protocol he couldn't like hey before i say this at this big conference or whatever can you go check it out he didn't even do that. Yeah, because it's because I mean, it is obvious. I mean, you know, it's on crypto Twitter. Um, you know, people were all over it, but somebody like, yeah, it took me like five minutes, Jamie. Here's the cut and paste of the part of the Bitcoin code that puts that yeah. limit on it. It's the beauty of open source. It right? is open I mean, source. Yeah. So no mystery here, Jamie. Yeah, we've looked at the protocol, which is really the code. Uh, I, I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I just, I'm kind of just in shock, like to have your, you know, JP Morgan Chase backing it and for him to say yeah. these comments. And I mean, come on, you can be critical of something, yes. but at least be critical because there are, you know, there's valid arguments right. against Bitcoin. You know? I don't have a problem if you're against Bitcoin, but then when you say, you know, one of those issues is, is, is there really this $21 million maximum and is it in the protocol? Well, yes. And that's yeah. Yeah. So easily determined that the fact that you said it is just shocking, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it could have taken you as easily as just reaching out to one of your crypto interns and just right. Say, <laughs> all right. In, in fact, you say, "Hey, I want to see it for myself. Give me, show me the yeah. part of the code that says this." And like I said, there's people all over crypto Twitter, and they said, "Yeah, it took me about two minutes to cut and paste it, Jamie. Here it is." And they literally cut and paste the part of the code that talks about, you know, the... And I'm going to say this, Brian, to be fair, I don't even think if you could show this guy that part, <laughs> he would really grasp. Well, right. no, that's not... Yeah. Right. I, I mean, he obviously has now established himself and, and um, is just trying to support his bias. But boy, when, when he did it like this, he just really dug himself a grade and just... 
Yeah, and I think that's that's my main concern with crypto right now is just, you know, if you got guys at the big banks running big banks like this with this mindset and got a lot of people in Congress that also have this mindset of uh, anti-crypto. He even goes into saying it's you, you know, everyone's argument is it's used for money laundering. Well, cash, <laughs> right. cash is the, the OG money yeah. laundering. I mean, you need some sort of medium to launder money. I, I, and again, we've both said, you know, there may be some arguments to get big against Bitcoin, but these aren't them. And no, the fact that he's making them, you know, you just hope that people, most people aren't on Quip, crypto Twitter. And so they're not seeing these clear, uh, you know, refutations of, of his ignorant statement. So you wonder yeah. if anybody uh, believes it and if it can have any kind of harm. I mean, the price certainly was not affected. I think he said some things in maybe 2017 that actually affected the price, some people thought. Yeah. Kind of like, um, you know, Elon's tweet earlier this year. But this one, just nothing. Because it's so, it's just absurd. And I think it, the beauty of this this crypto community, this Bitcoin community, whatever side you're on, you know, I, it's growing. We're becoming more knowledgeable. I mean, you know, we're becoming more knowledgeable by doing this podcast. Like, as the as the general public gets more knowledge and understanding on this, that eliminates this, uh, yeah. you know, especially the bubble. You well, know, that's the classic example. Let but. me just very quickly say, you know, because I've actually seen some other um, articles of people who are anti-Bitcoin say, you know, the 21 million, is that really firm? Because last I checked, code can be changed, you know, something like to that effect. And, if you hear anyone say that, immediately assume they are ignorant on the subject because <laughs> it's just true. Yeah. There is code in, in Bitcoin, but what you got to understand is there's thousands of nodes that run and enforce these rules of the protocol. And if someone, there's no CEO of Bitcoin, there's uh -huh. these thousands of dispersed nodes throughout the world and it would take the greatest conspiracy in history among thousands of people and those thousands of people would have every incentive not to do that oh for sure so, yeah it's just yeah. if you hear someone say that they just don't understand it so ignore them yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like it All i right. like your stamp on that just ignore them so but hey we, I think we've given this guy more than enough time. Yeah. Don't, don't listen to anything he says about crypto because he just doesn't understand it. And hey, if you're on Twitter, tweet at him and include us in the comment and say, hey, the crypto master said do your own research. <laughs> That's nice. That's what we I said. I like it. I like it. <laughs> we'll leave that. We'll leave Jamie with that. Um, all right. So let's move I'm sure on. sure he's listening. Yeah. Let's move on to what I think is on most people's minds. It's on my mind a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's like when I wake up at 4 a.m. and things like that. So, yeah. Um, and that is, we talked about it last time, but, you know, we talked about market cycles. And we sort of addressed last time whether there will be another market cycle. And, and that is, you know, based off of the having in this case, in May of, of 2020, mm -hmm. X months later, which we're about there now, in the past two cycles, there have been massive peaks 
and then big drops. And so we talked last time, do we think that's going to happen again? Some people don't think it's going to happen because of various changes and, and improvements and growth in crypto. And as we're talking about this, we're mainly talking about Bitcoin and then the alts following. So, mm-hmm. so we're really talking about Bitcoin. So when we talk about what we're going to look for, it's mainly focused on Bitcoin because in the past, the others have followed, not immediately, but... Oh, yeah, there's always this... There's the gap a, yeah, where the alts a, maybe continue to point, and then they follow Bitcoin down. Yeah. So Down and up, really, but... Right, right. So um, we talked last time, do we think it's going to happen? And we both said, of course, we're not sure, but yeah, we kind of think so. We're sort of planning on it. Yeah, kind of like we, we expect there to be a cycle, but with how many, you know, companies, businesses... Uh, more investors that are backed into this crypto network, you know, we expect there to be less of a uh, yeah, and and just sort of improvements on ramp improvements. I mean, it's much easier uh-huh. now to get on and buy crypto. It's pretty easy, I think, to get on in in U.S. to get on Coinbase and buy crypto, or if you're overseas to get on Binance and buy crypto. It's easy. Oh yeah, super. It used easy. to not be easy. So yeah, there's yeah, that could so have many, an effect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we first started, just a fun fact, when I first got on Coinbase to buy you know, Bitcoin for the first time, there was only Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Ripple. That was it. That's oh, all not even Litecoin. Buy. Oh, yeah. That was it. Oh, wait. No. Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Ripple. I think that was all I saw. Yeah. 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 Good point. That was kind Thank of you. my days, yeah. too. And then, you know, you first get on, on Coinbase, and it's very easy, but... Uh-huh. Once you go through all the sign up and everything, it's very easy to buy it. But then you go to the fees and, you know, I'm, I'm a, in stocks and I'm used to paying six dollars or zero dollars. And it's like, what? This is going to cost me eighty five dollars. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. But then, the you know, then you, you figure out you go to you go to Coinbase Pro and you'd be a market maker. And it's it's very cheap at that point. But anyways, we digressed, Ross, and I kind of bumped your uh, Stein. Um, How dare you? So let's talk about what we're looking for to determine maybe when to sell. If you think there is a cycle and that like in the past, it's going to be a peak and then a pretty quick drop off, you know, you got to be ready Mm -hmm, Um, for sure. So if you think that, what are you looking for? And so that's what I've done in the past couple of weeks is tried to figure out what I'm looking for. And one of the main things I really liked, um, and Glassnode has some uh, some charts and things about this, and it is the uh, long-term holders. Follow the long-term holders. When they start to sell, that's the time to sell. I That was kind of the premise going in. I looked okay. at it, and that is definitely true, but I sort of determined that they they were selling all the way up, like especially if you look at, I mean maybe a little bit of late 2017, but if you go back to earlier this year, um, in early 2021, late late 2020, early yeah. 2021, the market was going up. Long term holders were selling, mm-hmm. selling, selling, mm-hmm. selling all the way up until you know April peak. Um, they were selling, and then of course we had the big. I would call it a crash. Yeah. It was in in May, you know, more than 50%. That was pretty painful. Yeah. Um, but so 
it was true, but it was almost too long of a time frame to get any kind of uh, indication of when to sell. Yeah. So I sort of have temporarily at least, you know, rejected that as something I'm going to look for. And then another thing, uh, kind of in the same category, is what are the miners doing? You know, when, if the miners are selling, that tells you something. Mm -hmm. If the miners are accumulating, that tells you something. I think now they are mostly accumulating, but maybe not enough to be a big signal. So, yeah, keeping my eye on those. But what I've decided on, Ross, what I'm looking at, at least this week for this podcast, we'll yeah. maybe talk about some more in the future, is RSI, the Relative Strength Index. And if you've seen that, it's basically between 20 and 100. Um, but you know, mainly it's between those extremes, but when you see the extremes of anything like close to 90, that usually signals a peak. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, conversely, when it gets down to like 40 or something like that, that's almost the end of the bear market. Yeah. But anyway, a long story short on, on what I'm looking for now is cause there's been a few, it's almost like the 88 range. And I think right now, uh, yeah, it's at 51. 51? 51 okay. is the RSI right now. And so I'm looking for when that thing gets to like 88, time to bail. Okay. Or at least start bailing. I don't think it's sort of a two-day indicator. It's sort of like you got a little bit of time. Yeah. But that's when I plan to start my my laddered sales. Okay. And what about you? And just a quick mention if you want to view the uh that RSI model Brian's looking at. It's behind us here if you're watching on YouTube, but if you're on the podcast we'll link some sources in the description, but yeah, and, and for, a lot of times it's sort of the bottom yeah. part. You'll you'll have a couple of uh, uh charts with the sort of the Bitcoin price on top with the normal sort of uh uh, daily or weekly closes, uh, you know, with the candles. And then below it, you'll see the RSI chart. Um, so that's what I'm looking at. Okay, right on. Well, what I'm looking at, Brian, is one of my, my favorites to look at, and that's on lookintobitcoin.com, and it's the Pi Cycle Top Indicator. Wait, Bitcoin.com? What did I say? You said Bitcoin.com. Lookintobitcoin.com. Oh, uh, Maybe did I, he did say that. Oh, okay. Look into Bitcoin. Yeah, look into Bitcoin.com. Yeah, spell that all out. And if you go to charts, uh, PyCycle Top Indicator, I'll link it down in the description, of course. Uh, that's what I'm referring to now. And <clears throat> just to kind of give you, let you know what this uh, chart really shows, it's plotting the Bitcoin price, of course, in the navy blue. This uh, yellow line, there's a yellow line that plots the 111-day moving average and then a green line that plots the 350-day moving average times two. Now, the thing here is when the green 350-day uh, moving average, that's 2x, crosses the yellow 111-day moving average, that is supposedly a top. And they say this is accurate within like three days. That's wow. what they say. And they've, they've plotted it here. Um, I'll try to make some motion behind me if you're on YouTube, but... If you zoom in here, they've got uh, like a red kind of dotted line going up to show you when they cross and then that relative to the current Bitcoin price. And 
Yeah, it's pretty spot on. It is pretty it is pretty okay. spot on. So um Here's... right now we're kind of splitting again, but um I mean it's hard to say when it's gonna do it again. It it just hit a another top back in April, of course, that you just mentioned. Uh like oh. April ninth. So it called know, that one as well, huh? It called that one a top at uh Forty five thousand. So now it's kind of okay, when's the next top? When is it gonna be? But you kinda have to look at it and make your own determination here when they're gonna kinda right now they're kind of um verging out and it kinda looks like they're coming back in a little bit. But right. so maybe that's, you know, our December time frame. I'm not sure, but I'm kinda watching this like a hawk and making my determination. I you know, and I love um looking to Bitcoin.com and their charts and stuff. But you know, I also I also I need to understand it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Why? I need to understand why. And I'm not sure I understand why on okay. that. I That's mean, fair. I get, I, I, I don't know that I really get the why. So, you know, that's why I said I was looking at long-term holder behavior. Yeah, for sure. To me, I get the why of that. Yeah. Um, and relative strength index, uh, I get the why a little bit more. Then I get some of these charts on, on looking to BitChain, and there's some other ones, and maybe we'll talk about them, and they seem to have worked in the past. Um, but if I don't really get the why, it's almost like, well, what's your data set? And then if your data set is three, yeah, right? The peak in 2013, 2017, and May of 2021, ew, you know, maybe, yeah, yeah. we should look and, at it, but is no, that that's, enough? I and that's know. a good point, Brian, because yours is more based on real world long-term holders. This is more kind of, you know, they did a, a plotting yeah. and they mapped it over the price of Bitcoin. Like, oh, wow, this, if we plot when these lines cross, you know, it kind of, and I sort of get the different so, day, the different moving averages, mm-hmm. you know, I yeah. get that you got the longer term stuff and then the shorter term, but yeah. still long enough to be a pattern rather than the volatility. I kind of get that. But, yeah. It's kind of like when the 111 day moving average really picks up speed and catches up to that 350. I think that's what it's trying to, and there's the a whole times indicator two. overview down yeah. here, you know, so yeah. it's trying to like, once this, you know, moving average, the shorter term moving average really yeah. picks up speed, then that's when it's crossed. I but, mean, I think we I, have to keep an eye on that. Oh, you know? for sure. Yeah. But, um, I typically, I will say, I like to look at real world example, uh, yeah. real world examples, you know, like right, what, right. You know, and I think, you know, we, we come back to this maybe on the next show, because I think a lot of people are, are in the same position as us. And that is we're holding crypto. We think that, um, the cycle is going to happen again. Bitcoin is going to have its peak and then drop. Alts are going to follow with a peak and then drop. And you know, the only smart, if you, think that's going to happen the only smart move is to sell out when it's near the top you don't try to top it time it perfectly let it go down and then buy again i mean you can't deny that i mean people say why not just hold it well because you can sell it here and buy it here and go back up. That's yeah, why. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like doubling your Bitcoin holdings. Yeah. I mean, essentially, you know, doubling your crypto it holdings. Is. If you think it's going to, da- like, it's kind of like there's a, uh, if you ever play Call of Duty, there's a zombies game. You know, there, there's a power sale where everything's 50% <laughs> off. This is your 50% off 
to sell and buy back in when it's cheaper. Yeah. I, I did not know that. Yes. But I mean, if you don't think there's going to be a cycle, if you think this time is different and you know, things have changed and we're in a super cycle and it's just going to keep going up, then you wouldn't do it. Don't do it. But you know, if you think it's going to repeat what's happened in the past and, and I kind of do, mm -hmm. um, I do actually, I'll say, then, you know, you'd be crazy not to try to sell, maybe not all, but yeah. a, a substantial portion near the top. I'm not going to try to hit it perfectly. Um, and then when it drops, you know, rebuy, because we all believe it's going back up. I, I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and let me just mention here, I think if you break down the psychology of this, Brian, I know this is getting a little philosophical, but there's some scar tissue here. If you've been in crypto, especially since 2017 or even the crash of, what was it? I always forget, 2014-ish, 2013-ish, you know, yeah, there's 13. some scar tissue there. Right. We have been well in the green before, like we both are now, and we have been absolutely crushed and burned. And Well, I think and probably most crumbled. people watching got crushed in May. I mean, I did. I got crushed. Yeah. I'm I mean, still... it was like, that was painful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I did not experience the 2017. Yeah, I got you know I got into it in, in late 2018. Mm -hmm. we were solidly in the bear market, but uh, yeah. So if you've learned from that, then you've learned from that. I, I feel like I've learned from that in May of 2021. Yeah, I mean it's it's scary stuff, especially yeah. like I don't know seeing all your profits just dwindle away. It's, right, you know, right. Crazy, oh, I'm but, I'm suddenly worth yeah. half of what I was worth a week ago. No, I mean, yeah. literally. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. But hey, that's, uh, you know, we're not going to stop here, guys. We're going to keep looking into these uh, top indicators and, you know, charts and information that can be used to try to determine the, the top. And we're going to talk about it next show. Absolutely. Because this is the important thing right now. So if you have any suggestions, any, any thoughts, any comments, we truly welcome them because we are not acting like we know everything. Yeah, yeah. No one's going to call this market right perfectly well with all the people on twitter there's probably someone that's predicting maybe you know, but, but i i yeah, think you know it's dumb luck <laughs> what's great is to get the whole um influence the whole different opinions and sort of combine yeah. and, and you need the and, full and look perspective to get the full perspective and yeah. from that you can reach some conclusions there's not going to be one chart here that's going to be the golden thing you go off and ride or die by you've right. got to take in all the information we're trying to bring that to you provide it to you you take it all in and Hopefully we all, uh, so, so right know. now as a summary, um, I have us watching the, uh, RSI. You're looking for something around 88 mm -hmm. could be a top. That's when you might want to start selling. Ross is having us look at the pie cycle top indicator. And that's when the, the 350 it's a mouthful, but the, when the 350 day moving average that's doubled times two. Yeah. Times two crosses the 11, 111 day moving average. Yeah. That's usually indication of a top. Right. So, and you can just, you can, and you can follow yeah. that on this chart on lookintobitcoin.com. Absolutely. Okay. All right, everybody. Let's leave it here for this, you know, episode of Bruising Blockchain. As maybe I chug, I got just a little bit left here. I got a lot. Dragon's milk is a lot. You can't handle dragon's milk. It's a lot. How do you, do you like it though? Oh, yeah. So I will have to say, if we're onto our rating section, yeah. um, it, it's up there. It's like a 8.1, I'd say. But I really, you can't, at least for me, I can't drink more more than one of this. No. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, it's that's almost exactly like, the way I In feel a weird way, this. it's kind of like a wine beer. 
Do you get that feeling from it, Brian? Have you tried this one before? It's oh, like yeah, a, I've had Dragon's Milk. It almost feels like a beer, but also wine, because it's it's thick, but light, I would say but... it's a beer and a milkshake. Yeah. Kind of like a Guinness. I can have one, but then it's very filling. Oh, yeah, yeah, I feel very full. I don't need to eat dinner. I'm good. Maybe next time yeah. we'll talk about a black and tan, combining Ooh. a, a yes. black like Dragon's Milk with something lighter. But... I like Anyways, it. all right, guys, hey, Thanks for watching. Um, please send comments. Let us know your thoughts. And we'll be back next time with another bruising blockchain. And we'll talk some more about the uh, cycles. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody.